occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And today I'm going to be telling you about the Pendle Witches. And I'm going to be telling you about the Amityville Horror. Some updates on us. Today we bought a plastic rat. He's nice. Skeleton. He lives with us in the studio. He's constantly sat on his boat. We'll post a photo on our social media at Myths Magic Pod. Ooh, shameless self-promo. Self-promo. Yeah, if you want to see a fun rat, fun rat skeleton. He doesn't do much, but he's nice. Oh, he's lovely. We can't think of a name, so if you have any suggestions, please leave them for us. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to call him Regild. Norbert. Regild. Regild. <laughs> That's not <laughs> That's not what I picked at all. That's not even close. Norbert. Yeah, Abby, Abby wanted to call him Norbert, but he doesn't look like a Norbert to me. So. Roger the rat. Please. He doesn't look like anything. He's just bones. How dare you. Monster. We'll get him a little uh, little collar. A little bow tie. He's loved. So much. His head spins all the way round. <laughs> Don't tell him that. It'll put them off. Put them Yeet. off following us at Mids Magic Pod on <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <clears throat> I think that's about all we have to update you on, to be honest. Our lives aren't that exciting. This is only episode two, so yeah. it should be better, better edited than the first one, because obviously I got the handles for social media wrong so we had to fix that in so that's why it sounds weird but now i know them so <laughs> just a constant disappointment anyway i will get right into this uh do you want me to go first like i did last time yeah i think that worked pretty well okie doke time to tell you about the pendle witches don't listen to this at night listen to it at night okay so this is one of the most famous witch trials in english history it's also one of the best recorded so it has the most official documents on so we can find that information um it took place in lancaster which is where we were for university represent represent yeah we were there for three years and uh, at no point did we do the <laughs> the trail uh just because we were so busy with you know university that we never got around to it but we did go to the castle which is where a lot of this uh took place we, we never went to Pendle Hill either, which is where loads of people um, gather around Halloween. Yeah, apparently it's really spooky. <laughs> spooky but, and haunted. Um, even though we love spooky things, we never went. Yeah. It's uh, also important to know that this is before Salem. So, for for historical context, it's from 1612. Okay. Uh, in autumn, if you were interested. So, around now, 12 people of various ages were charged for the murders of 10 people by the use of witchcraft. Ten other people were tried at Lancaster Castle, and one was tried in York, and the other one died in prison. Shit. Yeah, all but one of them were found guilty. Um, I'm going to read their names and like explain their families, because it's kind of family-based. Okay. So, if you are confused, ask me a question, um, because I tried to explain it as best I could, because I, I have it in my brain, but getting it out is not going to be quite as easy. Can you put a family tree on Instagram? Yeah, sure, that's a good idea. They have some on Wikipedia, I think. Okay, um, so cool. I'll, I'll grab that. Just in case. So Elizabeth Southern was known as Demdike, and she was the elder of the Demdike family. She was like the the head, like the grandmother. Right. Um, and she was described as family, being sorry? the Demdike family. Demdike. Yes. Right. She was known as being a very old woman, around 80, and had been a witch for 50 years. She lived securely in the forest of Pendle and brought up her children and grandchildren, and she wanted to make sure that they would also be witches. Mm -hmm. Um, it also says that she was a general agent for the devil and no man escaped her Elizabeth Device is the daughter of Demdike and she has children uh, James and Alison so all these people that I'm listing died or whatever but they were all on trial for witchcraft so what was the the first woman called? Elizabeth so Elizabeth but she's she's just throughout going to be known as Demdike Elizabeth and her daughter is also Elizabeth (laughs) (laughs) shit but it's just Demdike, and then her daughter Elizabeth, and then okay. so Demdike, gra- yeah. Elizabeth, James, and Allison. James and Allison, a brother and sister. Okay, cool. There's also Anne Whittle. She was known as Chattox, uh, and she was the elder of the Chattox family. So the same, so same thing with Demdike, Demdike, but Chattox, right? And she was known as being a very old, withered, and decrepit creature. Me too. A dangerous witch who also lived in the forest of Pendle and was ready to do mischief. So the Demdike family and the Chattox were uh, rival families, 
and they'd been feuding for years after a member of the Shattox family broke into the home of the Demdikes and stole goods to the value of one pound. <laughs> no, <laughs> which at the time was about a hundred pounds. <laughs> they weren't just feuding over a quid. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was different different oh. currency, so it was different different amounts of money. I forgot how long ago this was. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Yeah, like, they were real mad. Get she over stole it. her like Fredo you- and was like frugal bitch i would be mad over that to be honest yeah so the other people accused of witchcraft who aren't related to those families were alice nutter jane and john bullock Catherine hewitt isabel roby and margaret pearson and margaret pearson was uh tried tried once for murder by witchcraft again for bewitching a neighbor another time for bewitching a horse and she was sentenced to stand up on the pillory in the markets of clitheroe padaham colne and lancaster for four successive market days with paper on her head that stated her offence. Not Clitheroe. We had some bad experiences in Clitheroe. Why have I got a story to tell you that's okay. completely off topic? Okay, we'll get back to spooky things in one minute. Alright, so we get into Clitheroe. I was like, oh, I'll take Abby on a nice drive. So we drive for miles and miles. We took all of the country lanes to get there for some fucking reason. And we end up, and I'm like, finally, civilization. So we turn up. We see a little, and I'm like, oh, sick. We'll go get a bakery home. So we get out of the car. We go in. Also, there's no one around. It's like a ghost town. And we were like, okay, a bit spooky, but whatever. We go into little. We get a Red Bull each, I think. Abby is ID'd for the Red Bull. I'm 22. <laughs> At the time, you were At 20. At the time, I was about 20, yeah. And I'm also, to note, 5'2". So... It's not the best combination. Yeah, so she's ID'd for a Red Bull. It's not even a Red Bull, it's a Red Bull rip-off. Yeah, the guy was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine, here's my legal driving license. So while she was getting ID'd, I left to go back to the car <laughs> through the automatic doors. Abby tries to follow me. <laughs> the doors won't open for her. She has to jump like they do in Toy Story. For record again, I am 5'2". <laughs> she has to jump to get the doors open like in Toy Story and then finally gets out after like three jumps. It was stupid. It was stupid. And anyway, then we couldn't get out of Clothero and there were a bunch of youths. So, yeah. Back to witchcraft. So in the 16th century, witches were feared, but they were also fascinated by the local villages. So it was like an accepted part of village life that there were magical healers who dealt in herbs and medicine. And the extent of witchcraft in Pendle at the time is thought to reflect the large amounts of money people could make by posing as a witch. So some people were, were witches, and that was fine. And some people were, like, fake witches to, like, make money. Which is what people think. Obviously, there's no proof of that. It was 1612. But people think that, like, you could fake being a witch, get some cash from, you know, healing people with medicine. Is that, like, the people that would stand by the carts and have, like, um their, like, lotions and potions that would cure you of, like boldness or like presumably spots or you know like those kind of because they were all like fake sales money people so i guess they could have um, branded themselves as like witches or yeah i feel like at the time what's interesting with this is unlike salem these witches were described as being like how you imagine witches in tv and stuff so like broomsticks like old woman haggard you know like right i think that's kind of you know, that era of witches is where the stereotype comes from. So it's very much sort of... I imagine if if, the, if you saw a woman looking like that in the market selling potions, you'd be like, that's a witch. And if you saw just like a guy with a bowler hat on trying to sell you a potion, you'd be like, that's a salesman. Right. But I'm not from 1612, <clears throat> so I don't know. But that's kind of how I would see it. You know, like they there was photos and stuff, like obviously drawings, but they looked like that. And they're described as being like super old, living in the forest, you know. Okay, so more like Hollywood witches. Yeah, more like black cat, scary witches. Okay. Okay, so the king at the time was King James, and he'd written a book where he instructed the readers to prosecute supporters and the practice the pr- practitioners of witchcraft. And the scepticism of the king became reflected in the people. So paranoia was already heightened at this time because obviously the gunpowder plot um, was... Oh, yeah. Around the time, it was a couple years earlier, so, you know, people were already paranoid about scary things happening, so when he was like, there are witches and we need you to get them, everyone was like, okay, I'm suddenly afraid of witches. (laughs) Alright guys, listen up, there's some witches and I really need you guys to pull it out. Did he think they were coming for him? Uh, I don't know. I think it was because he was very Catholic, and obviously England was Catholic, and witches were like the devil. 
because he, at the beginning of the year of 1612, he made um, the Justice of Peace, were instructed to compile a list of everyone who didn't go to church and everyone who refused to get communion, which at the time was illegal. Oh. Yeah. Um, and at the time, Lancaster was already known for being full of troublemakers. Same. About the time that we were there, to be honest. Nothing's changed. Yeah, so everyone was getting more hostile towards witches. It was like, you guys don't go to church, you know, you're doing all these crazy things. Evil. The devil. It's weird how now um, the view of witches is more sort of there are white witches and there are um, witches that practice black magic. Because, like, then it was just, you've made a deal with the devil, you're doing his work. People are less paranoid about crazy witches now, yeah. Yeah, people are just like, people oh, are cool, more you love the crystals. So people are like, you're not a real witch, but you could be a real witch. I mean, no shade on real witches, but... Real witches exist. Yeah. But, um, yeah, at the time, everyone who was doing witchcraft was like, Satan. Oh. Yeah. That's so. not too good. Okay, so, the murders of the witches, um, the murders the witches were accused of began when Alison, do you remember Alison from earlier? She's the one with Dem the kids. Dem Elizabeth. Kids. Oh no! It, she kids. has a brother. Yeah, yeah, Allison. So she um, was traveling on the road to Trawden Forest, and she passed a man called John Law, um, and she asked him for some pins. I don't know what that is. I couldn't find out what pins were. Something valuable, money. I don't know. But maybe like <laughs> you know the voodoo pins. She out here. I don't know what what it was. I did Google pins, but obviously, you know, you get pins when you Google pins. So maybe she, maybe it was like a penny. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was she was asking for him, and well, it said online um, that it's unclear as to whether she was begging or whether she was trying to buy them. So I don't think it was money. I think it was like an item, like a physical thing she wanted, because it it was unclear whether she was like, please give me them, or like I will try and buy them. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, if she was begging, it could have been like, got any pins? But then why would there be speculation as to whether she was buying them? Because they might not know whether she means pins or pennies. So yeah, she passed by John Law and asked him for some pins, and he said no. So as a result, she cursed him. Nice. And a short while afterwards, he suffered from a stroke. Alright, I'm just saying it would make a lot of sense. If she was out there begging for pennies, and he said no, that would be why she cursed him. Well, yeah, probably. Rather than, you don't have any stock, you bastard. Yeah, probably. Anyway, so he obviously then blamed her for a witchcraft. And when it was brought before the justice, um, John came in to the courtroom and Alison immediately fell to her knees, burst into tears and confessed that she'd told the devil to lame him. And after further questioning, she also accused her grandmother, Demdike, and the members of the Chatox family. And many think the accusations were because they were rivals, as I said earlier, from the stealing. So she was like, I'm going to out my grandmother for some reason. And <laughs> Bye, also, Granny. And also this family that owes me a quid. Yeah, and also this family that I hate. So the Demdikes were hosting a party on Good Friday, which, as I'm sure you know, is a Catholic holiday. And all the good citizens were expected to be in church. So then when a local constable sort of saw that there was a witch party... <laughs> on a day where you know they should be for in god's church. sake guys at least lay low yeah he went and he um he arrested all of them so that was the chatox family and oh no it wasn't it was the demdike family and it was also the other people that i mentioned earlier but not the chatoxes because they hated each other yeah it was the demdikes and also the extra people right. who aren't involved heavily but they were still there. They also were still on trial, and the they probably still died. I couldn't figure out which one of them died. I had different. I used a bunch of different sources, and they, not one of them told me. Or they all told me different ones, so I don't know which one of them died in prison and which one was freed. Okay, well, we'll leave that up to your imagination. Yeah, I got some that said like Demdike died in prison, but then I got others that said like somebody else died. So I, I don't. Know. I mean, if Demdike's like eighty, then <laughs> probably right. Yeah, because obviously in. Lancaster prison where they were held um, they were like tied to the walls, like they were like chained there and it was damp and horrible, like it's not Well Lancaster um, Castle is not a nice place some horrible feelings there awful auras Yeah, it's not It's not a great place the energy in that place is all wrong but it is also very beautiful So, Oh, very aesthetic If you go to not Lancaster, nice. um, I would recommend that you visit it 
but they wouldn't take you down to where the witches were held unless you do the ghost tour, which we didn't do because it was fully booked constantly. Yeah, they do it on, like, October and stuff, but, I mean, Lancaster itself has a lot going on in, in Halloween. Oh, anyway. it's a very witchy place. It's a very wonderful witchy place. So, after after this, um, the deaths of four of the villagers that had occurred before the trial were raised, and the blame was also laid on witchcraft uh, that was performed by Chattox. And James De- James Demdike confessed that his sister Alison had also cursed a local child, and his mother confessed that her mother, so Elder Demdike, yep. had a mark on her body where the devil had sucked her blood. That's a mole, Elizabeth. And upon further <laughs> questioning, both uh, elderly Demdike and Chattox confessed to selling their souls. Who hasn't? We haven't. Please don't say that. <laughs> So the trials of the witches were held in August 1612 in Lancaster Castle, and during the trial, several of the accused witches were attempting to clear in their names, but other people confessed. So some of them were just like, yeah, I'm a witch, what are you going to do? Fight me, I got the power of the devil on my side. And some of them were like, no, it wasn't me, basically. Um, Anne Whittle, do you remember who she is? One of the randomers. No, she's Chattox. Shit. Not good at this whole family thing. I told you it get confusing. I can't remember, there are so many names. Yeah, well, it's because... They were just kind of an alias, like it's not the actual name, and it's not even related, so it's kind of confusing. What, Chattox isn't their name? Well, that's what they're known as, but she's called Anne Whittle. Why? I don't know. Where did the Chattox come from? I don't know, I got this from the official Pendle story, like, website, so... Yeah, I don't know um, why she's called that, but... Yeah, she confessed to the murder of a man called Robert Nutter, and she originally pleaded not guilty, but an earlier confession was read out in court as evidenced by James Robinson, and he was a man who had previously lived with her. Uh, James had also claimed to remember that Robert Nutter was accused and of turning his beer sour, and that she was generally believed to be a witch. So, Chattox then broke down and called for forgiveness. Bit late. Yeah. Uh, the Demdikes also had one additional family member, who I hadn't mentioned because she wasn't held for witchcraft. Okay. So, Demdike, then Elizabeth, then her kids, but she also has another child. Oh, okay. So, uh, the sister? Yes. Of Alison and James? Yes. And she was called Jeanette. Unfortunate. And she was, uh, so the granddaughter of Demdike. At the time, she was nine years old and was a key witness in the prosecution. So... This originally would not have been allowed in um, in court. You couldn't have a, a child because it's a child. They can't like swear the, you know, on the Bible or anything. Yeah. So um. Also, King... they can't testify against their own family. Well, surprise! Uh, King James made a case for suspending the normal rules for evidence for witchcraft. So he really wanted to crack down on witchcraft. So he was just like. Man needs to calm down. This is all happening in Lancaster. He hated witches. He hated it. So he was like, we need to crack down on witches. So yes, this nine-year-old contestant can like talk in court. So Fuck it. The dog's a witness. <laughs> so Jeanette came into the court and Elizabeth, her mother, screamed out to her. And Jeanette requested that her mother be removed from the room. And she calmly denounced her mother, brother and sister as witches. She outed all of them right there. You know you've raised a kid wrong when she she outed them all. They all they all got killed. They all got sent to to death. What a prick. So the official publication of the proceedings by Thomas Potts were recorded in a reference handbook for the justice system. Because obviously they just took down a bunch of witches, it was all written down. Because they were all they were all hanged at Gallows Hill. Every single witch that was accused, besides the one that got away and the one that died in died prison. in prison. Um, and the book by was used by all magistrates, including those including the colonies in America. So, this led them to seek the testimony of children in trials of witchcraft. So that at the Salem witch trials in sixteen ninety two. Yeah, because they had, most like, of the evidence Abigail was given by children. And... Yeah, and that wouldn't have been possible without the Pendle witch trials because that's when it started. That's when they were like, oh, kids can actually give evidence, and it can be. Yeah. I saw Goody legit. Proctor dancing in the woods. It can be legit evidence. You know is what they thought so they then changed it so 
Abigail needed a slap also in the Salem Witch Trials. If you know, you know. <laughs> so maybe we'll cover it sometime. But um, originally, there have been cases of children being witnesses in witch trials, but by law, those under 14 could not be sworn under the oath. Um, but Jeanette's testimony changed all that. And today, children of any age can be called to give evidence, as their competence depends upon their understanding and not their age. That's dumb. Yeah. So my four-year-old can come in and be like, you're a witch. Well, I don't know if they let a four-year-old in because they wouldn't be competent enough to explain it. But if you let like an eight-year-old in... But they would. Like, if, if it was like a domestic abuse thing and you were a four-year-old yeah. and they were like, daddy hit mum or mummy hit dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So you'd be allowed in. So yeah. That, oh my goodness. And it's interesting because I feel like Pendle Witch, while it's popular, it's not a huge thing. You know, not everybody. It's not like a worldwide thing that's known by everyone like Salem is. Yeah, well, I mean, Salem, I feel like, is, is mainly known because obviously it had the uh, film with Winona Ryder. Is it Winona Ryder? I feel like it was. I don't know. And but, also the, the stage play from Arthur Miller, The Crucible. Yeah, but it's just, it's not it's not quite as well known. It's um, it's a bit more hidden. I didn't know about it until I moved to Lancaster. When I was reviewing, like when I was looking at universities to go to, yeah, I looked at it and I was like, witchy. Okay, we'll go. We'll go there. It's got some cool history, but um, yeah, it was super big because they wouldn't have Salem wouldn't have went the way it went if it wasn't for Panel Witches. Oh my God, Jeanette, you fucked it all up. She she changed history. Crazy. Jeanette is responsible for many deaths. Yeah, she's out. She I can't believe she outed her whole family. They must have not been good to well, her. Well, not only that, but they changed the law for her. Like she's to blame for Salem. Straight up, fuck you, Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. I'd be livid. I would have But they could have killed, killed people. They could have been putting curses on people. That's what's interesting about this, is that they were all like, yeah, I'm a witch, and yeah, I've been killing people. Yeah, I've been like putting curses on people, which I feel like doesn't happen that often in trials of witchcraft. Well, maybe they said, yeah, I'm a witch, but maybe they weren't like, yeah, I've been actually killing people. Oh, it's I mean? just been written. Yeah. Because I feel like people are so quick to be like, witch, bad. Yeah, it says a lot in these in these books that they were like, yeah, I put a curse on this man. Yeah, I killed him. Yeah, I've been working with the devil. But I guess there's no proof of that. They could have just been exactly not saying like, that. And then this man's been like, and then she said she was back working for the devil. You know, I'm not being funny. Didn't. You need some level of like intelligence to be a witch. So you can't, you can't think, oh, what a good idea for me to stand up in court and be like, oh yeah, I killed your mom. Well, I guess they thought they were all gonna die anyway. So you might as well just. Be like, yeah, I'm so sorry I killed this man from witchcraft, but I suppose. Yeah, but Jeanette, Jeanette out of them all. So that's the panel witches. Wonder what they did to Jeanette. You know, Jeanette had some serious hate in her veins. She maybe she didn't want to be a witch. Maybe she was just against it. Maybe she was like a a good little Christian girl. Well, as I said from the um, the when I started talking about Demdike, like Mm -hmm. she wanted her children and grandchildren to be witches. I guess, yeah, if you'd been forced into it for... How old was she? Nine? She was nine, yeah. Yeah, so I guess if you'd been, like, pressurised for nine years to be a witch, you'd be like, you're all witches and I fucking hate you. Well, they've got to they've got to have something against her. Be, or she's got to hate them, because why would you... If you know that they're all going to die, why would you be like, yeah, they're all witches? Crazy, though, if they weren't. I want to know what was going through Jeanette's head if they were not. Oh, like, she just hated them and just wanted them all to die. Yeah, right? Like That's, that's crazy. serious pathological hate right there i like as well that um lancaster's kept the witch tradition alive like there's a shop in lancaster called witch way yeah there's there's a, a couple of um little witchy shops about but it is a very very witchy town yeah and they're they're, they're really cute shops as well they've got yeah. like and and everyone there is knowledgeable like in the shops yeah which way is a good shop yeah they'll um this isn't promo for which way. No, but. if you're in Lancaster, you should check it out. But yeah, it's not it's not promo. We're not sponsored by which way. But we would love to be. <laughs> hey, which way? We're, we're in London now. But Lancaster's <laughs> a really great city and it, it's it's got some really good history. But It's a really quaint town as well. Yeah. I really, uh, really rate Lancaster. I miss it. I don't want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> they have, um in Lancaster, you know, they have a, a Pendle College as well, which has got like a, a witch logo. Yeah, a witch on a, a broomstick. Yeah, it's cool. There's like little signs around the city that have like a, a little witch. There's the witch trail as well that yeah. you can go on, yeah. But we never got one. 
I think you have to pay like fiver, but we just never did it because we're cheap. Yeah, we're just forgetful people and we're also busy because we were studying. Yeah. So, if you visit Lancaster, then check out some witch stuff. And you should visit Lancaster because it's a lovely place. Yeah, and if you do, then tag us in your photos at <laughs> Myth Magic Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. She's finally got it right. Yeah. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That would really help us out. Yeah. If in you your review, that. tell us how we prompted you to go to Lancaster and how much you loved it there. <laughs> in your review, tell us something nice. Tell us about your dog, your cat. What you think we should name our skeleton rat. Yeah. Tell us about spooky things, fun things. Tell us if you like the podcast. If you hate it, let us know. Tell if us you if want you want us to fall you over. Went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you should. Um, and if you do that, then we can pick someone to win some free spooky badges. That Abby is making herself. I'm making myself. I'm hand-making them. Uh, they'll be cute. They'll be spooky. Halloween time. All year round. Uh, and if you're listening on YouTube, then please give us a like. Comment Tell your friends. and subscribe. Tell your friends that we're the best podcast around. You can listen to us on lots of platforms. Alright. We're done groveling. <laughs> <your> <laughs> wait, wait, we haven't plugged Patreon. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we also have Patreon. Right, I'm going to cut in before Abby goes on a 10 minute long spiel. <laughs> Um, we've got I lots love of, podcasting lots of different tiers on Patreon you should totally go and have a look if you've got any spare cash then you can sign up to any of the tiers we've got exclusive content that comes out on there every week um, some extra bits of storytelling that we don't have enough time to say on here um, updates, there'll be a discord that you can join if you pay the money more photos of our skeleton rat yes also the rat boy and so, nice photos so yeah you should check that out yeah and if for some reason you're a big baller then you get handwritten letters and shout outs and such really such fun it's yeah. a good time it's a good community that we're, we're going to try and build so and yeah we, you should check that out we would really appreciate it but now i'm going to move on before abby continues <laughs> her spiel tell me your spooky story kate all right so this is going to be another long one settle in Grab yourself a hot chocolate. We all love listening to your beautiful, beautiful voice. We know that you are all listening, tucked up in bed, with your your hot chocolate, your hot cocoa, soy milk. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about... That's just you, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm comfy and I don't need you to attack me. <clears throat> so, I used Murderpedia, Wikipedia, AmityvilleMurders.com and the Daily Mail um, not that I normally go to the Daily Mail as a reputable source, but the AmityvilleMurders.com was really, really good, um, in terms of having information. They have all of the crime scene photos, they have, um, sort of the truth from different people's perspective. They have a lot of information on there, so if you want to learn any more, if I've missed anything or you didn't quite understand something, then go check that out, because it is a very good source of information. As a side note, um, I didn't mention where I said my things from but i will leave some links on social media just if you want to like check them out cool so we'll start at the beginning um 23 year old ronald defeo uh otherwise known as butch which is probably what i'll be calling him throughout um he entered henry's bar in amityville which he was a local at and he said you gotta help me i think my mother and father are shot some locals from the the pub went to his house they saw the dead bodies of the mother and father and phoned the police. And there is the transcript of the police report on the amityvillemurders.com, which is interesting. So the police then obviously brought Butch in. Um, and he was like, oh, I think it was the mob, a guy called Louis or Louis Fellini. And then he basically had a super inconsistent story, Butch that is. And Fellini had an alibi of being out of town. Butch then confessed to having killed his family. So, on the evening of November 12th, 1974, um, Ronald Defeo Sr., who was 44, Louise Defeo, who was 42, Dawn, who was 18, Alison, who was 13, Mark, who was 12, and John Matthew, who were 9, were all shot dead. That's so sad. Yeah. So they originally thought that it was Butch that had killed the entire family. But there were no signs of struggle and there were six murders in the same house um, and there was no suppressor on the gun. So 
it was then just kind of like, well, how did they not all wake up? You know, the boys, Mark and John, were in the same room. Um, you shoot one, they're gonna, the whole family's gonna wake up. Guns exactly, are loud. Yeah. yeah, so Ronald Sr., Louise were in the same room, Dawn and Allison were in the same room, and Mark and John were in the same room. So it was like, well, you would have been awake. Um, although the neighbours said that they didn't hear anything, all they heard was their sheepdog barking. So, rough. But, yeah, so they decided then that it was more than one person. Um, and what is said to have been going on the night is the whole house was upset because Butch's father had been abusing his family, which was apparently regular. Um, so Butch and Dawn, who's the 18-year-old sister, and two of Butch's friends went to go get high in the basement. Uh, Dawn was pissed off because he was like, she was like, Dad won't let me join my boyfriend in Florida. He be- he beats me. We should just kill him. Zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> but Well, that's what I was thinking. But, you know, obviously the only person that we have to say the side of the story is Butch. So take yeah. everything with a pinch of well, salt. Well, I mean, you don't know what someone's feeling in that situation as well, you know. Exactly. And we all made rash decisions when we were 18. Yeah. And I Not don't... necessarily murder... But... Oh, I'm not. I'm not approving. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't done anything weird. I also don't know what they were getting high on. True. Yeah, that's true. Did like, I don't say think anyone? it was like marijuana. Yeah, they would. They were doing something crazy. Yeah, I know that Butch uh, used heroin. Okay. So, so I, it's, I don't it's know the big boys. He, I don't think there were any of those drugs in his system. Right. At the time, but I don't know what they were getting high on, or yeah, or know. whether she was just yeah. Okay. Um. So Butch was like, um, no. And then he did a bunch of drugs, had a bunch of alcohol. And later he was just like, yeah, okay. So, and obviously he had two friends there as well. So he roped them in. So around 1am on November the 13th, uh, one friend was a lookout and the other joined. Um, there was one flashlight, one candle and one bathroom light was all they had in terms of lighting. For the house, because obviously it was 1am. Each parent was shot with two bullets. Um, and from what I've gathered, Louise suffered. Um, who's the mum? I don't really know why that is, because I haven't got anything to say why they were so mad at Louise. Um, yeah, it's interesting that if she did help, and he wasn't just crazy, or whether he was an addict and he was high, I don't know. But... Um, it's interesting that they'd kill everyone rather than just the guy who they don't like. Yeah. Like, why didn't they well, just kill the dad? Yeah. Or did I'd... they panic and kill everyone? I feel like, why would you keep shooting your mom if your dad was the problem? Yeah, I don't know why they killed the mom. Um, the kids is explained a bit later. but Okay, um... okay. So, yeah, the bullets... Uh, the, the parents both had two bullets each. Um... And the kids were originally to be taken to the grandparents' house, um, but Dawn killed them to eliminate threats and witnesses. Um, So Mark and John, who were the little brothers, were definitely awake at the time because Mark had a debilitating injury from football, so he was forced to sleep on his back, but when he was killed, he was on his stomach. Yeah. That's really rough. Everyone was killed stomach down. Um, So... What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. How I guess that... it's so that you don't have to look into the face of your family member as you kill them. Fair enough. But then um, why are you killing them? Exactly. If you can't deal with the guilt, don't do don't it. Don't kill a bunch of your family. It's... I mean, don't anyway, but... I guess if they, if they were going to kill the dad, especially if they were high, the logical thing to do is then kill everyone so there's no proof. Yeah, if you want to get away with it. That's so... messed up. Yeah, so at that point, allegedly, Butch had left because his friend had started to leg it. He was like, nah, fuck that. Fair enough. So his mate was gone, and Butch had obviously run after him to be like, please come back, you know, because he's a witness. Um, so, yeah, Butch had left. So Dawn goes and kills the kids. And then by the time Butch comes back, he's like super pissed off. Um, Dawn also killed... Allison, according to the story, 
she only meant to disfigure Alison, but ended up killing her. Oh. I don't really know why you're trying to disfigure someone with a gun. Yeah, that's horrific. Yeah, but, um... So Butch returned home from convincing his friend not to flee, um, and murdered Dawn because he was pissed she'd kill the kids. Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, so according to Butch, it was like he had a struggle with Dawn, um, like a fight, and then like grabbed the gun and just killed her. Yeah. Um, That makes some sense. So there's some power to the story, allegedly, because Dawn had unburned powder burns on her nightgown, um, which could be what happens when you shoot a gun, but uh, ballistic... Sorry. But a ballistics expert said in court that that was from proximity to the muzzle, so when she was killed by Butch. Right. So it's unknown which side to believe, really. Yeah. Um, the two friends that were involved, one died in 2001, um, but was never taken to court. Oh, they didn't question him? And the other was in witness protection for something different. So, I don't really know why they were never charged. They just left it as that? I guess. That's wild. Yeah, Butch is the only one that went to to court. I mean, the story makes sense, but you just have to question people. Yeah, right? I, I don't know. I mean, Amityville was a fairly quiet town, I think. Yeah. So it's hard, like, it could have been, like, the first, because obviously it's a, it's a mass murder in it, really. Yeah. So it could have been the first of its kind there. They didn't I don't really, really know, know much. to do. Exactly, yeah. They might not have, you know, it could have been, like, a rookie or, or whatever sort of forensics expert that was doing it. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's rough, though. Um, so Butch went to court and eventually he was forced to plead insanity, uh, hearing voices telling him to kill his family. I mean, it it could be that Butch is schizophrenic, it could be a lie for a lesser sentence, or it could be the house, right. which I'll get on to. Okay, spooky house. Yeah. Um, so we got six concurrent sentences of 25 to life. Rough. And he's still there now. He's still alive. Oh. Where is he? Do you know? I did. Until you asked me. <laughs> it's okay. Because obviously that was only in 1974. So. Yeah. Not that long ago. So. Uh, the Amityville Horror. So this is the horrors of the house that occurred afterwards. According to the book The Amityville Horror. Um, by Jay Anson. So George and Kathy Lutz moved into the house on December the 18th, 1975. So 13 months after all of the killings that had happened. That's not that long. No. That's a pretty fresh murder house. Mm -hmm. Well, they got it for dead cheap. Dead cheap. That's terrifying. (laughs) Good lord. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, according to the book, like I said. Father Mancusco, which was a pseudonym for the priest Father Pecoraro, came to bless the house the day they moved in. While the Lutzes were unpacking, the father then entered the house to do the blessing. On the second floor northeast bedroom, which was Mark and John DeFeo's room, he sprinkled holy water and recited a prayer. Then a loud male voice said, get out. So, the priest didn't tell the family this? <laughs> okay, I have a couple notes. First of all, I'm glad they told the priest, because that's smart as hell. I'm glad they were like, this house is terrifying, but it's also really good value for money. Mm-hmm. So, we'll just spend the money that we're... <laughs> we're scared, <laughs> we're but we love a bargain. <laughs> Me. <laughs> so, we'll just buy, you know, this house, and then we'll, we'll rent a priest. Ask a priest. Rent, uh, <laughs> rent a priest. <laughs> Rentapriest.com. Yeah, to come and bless the house. So that makes sense. Cool. Mm. Good on him. Why did the priest not tell them? Yeah, the tell priest them? didn't tell them. Because that's really scary. And instead he said, don't use it as a bedroom. Don't let anyone sleep in there. That was it. That's all he said to him. I guess they've already bought the house though. What are you going to do? You're going to be like, look, you need to get the house back on the market. You need to stay at your mum's and you need to fuck off. It's fair. But in like priest It's got to be hard though, if you've just bought a house like that and then you immediately They're unpacking. Try and- yeah, and then you immediately try and sell it 
people aren't going to want to buy that, especially if it's a small town. People are going to be like, well, obviously this has got something wrong with it. Well, I reckon no one wanted to buy it anyway because they all knew it as the murder house. Yeah. So, Could yeah, be. but they didn't use it as a bedroom. It was a sewing room, just to let you know, because I was like, did they? They didn't. Okay, that was just where the, the haunted needles and pins were. <laughs> yeah, the haunted, scary, sharp implements. <laughs> oh, um, joy. So, George and Kathy had kids. Uh, they had Mits- Missy um, and Daniel, I believe. So, the children became brats when moving in. Um, their personalities drastically changed. Um, they used to be, like, super well-behaved kids. And then they, they came in and they just flipped. Uh, so, George beat them with a strap and a wooden spoon. Oh, good. That makes everything better. Yeah. What's the best way to make my, my kid children? less sad and angry? Yeah. Uh, hit him. Why is my kid mad that we moved into a haunted house? Time I don't to know. beat him with a spoon. <laughs> to God, the spoon. That's so dumb. Okay, anyway. Um so over the next few weeks there was the stench of bile and cheap perfume. Ugh, me after a night out. <laughs> you anyway. Ew, don't say that. I don't smell like bile. There were black stains on toilets, which couldn't be lifted using bleach or anything. They weren't normal black stains. Yeah, yeah okay. Not the black stains on a toilet are normal. Um, green slime ran down the walls with no reason, no source. It just happened. That sounds very drastic. Yeah. Hundreds of flies in the sewing room in the dead of winter. Oh. Yeah. An upside down crucifix. Okay. Kathy was the victim of unseen touches which eventually forced her to pass out. God, that's even worse. George would sit for hours by the fireplace with constant chills. He would wake up nightly at 3.15. That's, no, that's too much. As soon as I wake up in the night at like 3am, I feel like I'm going to die. Well, it's alleged that um, that has a connection to the DeFeo murders. Is that when they like died? Well. We'll see. Okay, sorry. Getting out of myself. <laughs> George awoke one night to see his wife transform into a 90-year-old hag. And that's marriage, kids. <laughs> Don't say that. Marriage is a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, the Allegedly. next night, she levitated off the bed. Why are they still living there? So it, not being funny, right? We, we, we moved into a murder house, and then I woke up when you were a levitating hag. <laughs> We'd have to get out with her. Too late, hun. We live in a non-haunted <laughs> house, and I'm a levitating hag. Oh, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. So they contacted the priest again to ask him to return to bless the house again because he obviously did a shite job the first time. The priest didn't want to because he had also been plagued by what was in the house. He had boils, bleeding palms, fever, and had the constant smell of poop. You need the Pope for that. There's yep. no priest that can get rid <laughs> of that. The entire the Vatican. Smell of poop? Yeah. Oh, that's like a horrible prank. Yeah, right. Maybe just himself. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. Um, so the Lutzes took it into their own hands. They walked around with a crucifix reciting the Lord's Prayer, which led to choruses of voices erupting, Will you stop? <laughs> I like that the ghosts are polite, at least. Yeah, I like that it wasn't just like, Stop this! It or was it like, wasn't like, Fuck off! Can you stop? Will you stop now? That's not good. You're annoying. Okay, stop it. Stop. Um, The daughter, Missy, had befriended an invisible red-eyed pig. (laughs) Why a pig? Mm. Well, I guess it's like... um... Yeah, but why is the pig in the house? If people died at the house, why are they... Oh, it's like a Satan-y thing, I guess. I don't know. Right, okay. Yeah. I believe in a lot of ghost stuff, but I don't know how legit this is. The pig was called Jody. Oh, that's quite cute. Jody the pig. Oh, I take it back. I love Jody. <laughs> I love Jody. Jody, where are you? <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like if I had a child and the child could see a, a dead person, I would get rid of the child. Um, <laughs> because that's really scary. Your like you know, wants to put you up for adoption. No, you're like, you know when you watch like a horror film um, and... The parents can't see a ghost, but the child can see a ghost. That's terrifying. Oh, like in Paranormal Activity Yeah, three, like The Conjuring, like a lot of films have that. Yeah. It's really scary, and I don't like it. Like, the fact that a child could see something. I, I understand the theories as to why, 
but it's really scary. Yeah, like they haven't been like dampened by society. Or yeah, whatever. or they're so they're closer to birth, so they're closer to like the other side, you know, like okay. the side of non-existing. Right. But I just I always thought it was like because you know, like when kids have imaginary friends, and like the parents are like, "That's not real, honey," you know. So like that would be like them just being like, "Oh, that's yeah. not real," and then they'd stop seeing it. Well, it's like when parent parents have like. When kids are thought to have, like, they can, like, see auras and stuff because they haven't learned how to not, you know? Yeah. But, I mean... I they know. haven't learned to ignore it because it's not real. Yeah. In yeah. Obviously, I believe in a lot of stuff, so... Yeah, but, same. But anyway. But, um, yeah, go on. The uh, pig, Jody was sometimes bigger than the house and other times the size of a teddy bear. That's what I was going to say. If... My child could see a pig ghost, I'd be less mad. Especially if it was a tiny teddy bear pig ghost. I'd be like, well, what harm can this little pig do? I know that's a terrible mindset to have. I'd yeah. still probably tell them to not think about the pig anymore, but I'd be less scared about it. <laughs> Especially if it was bigger than the house. Why was the pig so big? Why is there a gigantic pig? Okay, sorry, go on. These are answers that I can't give you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many questions. So the... 250 pound front door was ripped off its hinges, windows were smashed, banisters were torn from their fittings, there was damage to the garage door, water damage from hurricane force winds that local meteorological stations had no record of. Horrible. Yeah. Harry, which was uh, the family dog, he was a Malamute lab mix, which is fabulous and lovely. Did he die? No. Oh, okay. Well, he probably is dead now, but... Well, it... yeah, but I, I thought the ghost had, like, killed him. No, no. Okay, thank God. Um, he became lethargic, although he was normally hyper. Uh, he also nearly choked himself scaling the fans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, we said this in the last episode. Trust your dog. <laughs> well, he nearly choked himself scaling the fence because the garage door was banging up and down and up and down and up and down like there was no reason for it. So the dog was spooked to fuck. Yeah. And tried to get the hell out of there. I would be the same. Um, that so... dog does sound very beautiful as well. Very sweet. Yeah, sound right. Dog. He sounds so nice. I couldn't see any photos. But... Oh. Yeah. Uh, George awoke to the sound of a marching band in his living room. Why? Right? So he rushed down, only to find dead silence and all of the furniture pushed to one side. See, I don't know. It kind of is changing how I'm thinking about ghosts, because obviously if I think if someone dies weirdly in, you know, a place and then it's haunted, it's that person's ghost. So the fact that there's a pig and, like, a marching band... Is really odd and kind of fake sounding, but equally, what if ghosts like you've seen Beetlejuice? Yeah. What if it's like that? You know where they can like change into different stuff to like scare them? Oh, where yeah, they're like be. trying to scare people away. I mean, obviously, Beetlejuice is not a great source for ghosts because it's a comedy, but um, you know, ghosts could be like that. They could be changing into things to scare people. Well, you keep we don't know. Skipping ahead because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm making. Relevant predictions. No, in in chapter eleven of the book, all of everything was explained um, because the house was built where the local Shinnecock Indians had once abandoned the mentally ill and dying. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, I just won't say anything. Just keep going. Um, George also claimed that a porcelain lion leapt from the counter of the living room and bit him on the ankle, which obviously inanimate objects should not do. Uh, George saw Butch's head floating in the cellar, which I don't really understand because Butch is still alive. I guess, as I said, though, there shouldn't there shouldn't be a pig if you're gonna mess with someone. I mean, there could have been a pig if it was a burial ground. Oh, look, an actual ghost pig. Why was there a marching band? Dead marching band. <laughs> see, see, you can't answer these questions. Yeah. Um. George and Kathy saw the burned impression of a demonic hooded figure on their fireplace. The worst one, rocking chairs, rocking on their own, slowly back and forth. I'm crying. I know that freaks you out the most out of everything. My eyes are watering. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. It scares me. I can deal with a lot. I can- I'm fine to deal with a lot. But if I see a rocking chair, I'm out. Even if it's still, I hate them. But they're so comfortable, you can rock. Oh, it scares me. 
Is it the movement, the squeaking? It's just when it happens on its own and the noise. Oh, I can't. After I saw the woman in black, the theater thing, I just, I can't. There's that in it. Spoiler. Anyway, enough of me crying about rocking chairs. <laughs> Kathy also had dreams of how the previous occupants had died. Uh, there were cloven hoof, hoof prints in the snow on January 1st in 1976. The Red Room, which I don't... Have you seen the film? The which film? The Amityville Horror. No, well, I haven't actually. Maybe in, I should watch it. In the film and also the book, uh, there was a room that was the Red Room. I think it was all red. I also have not seen the film. We um, should watch it. And it's like a small cupboard-like room that was found when George moved a bookshelf that was in front of it. So, a hidden red room. Uh, The family left after 28 days of being there. Fair enough. I understand why. Yeah. I wonder if um, the kids and stuff went back to normal after. What do you mean? You know, because they said they were like bratty when they moved in. Oh. Maybe they just didn't want to live there. Maybe it was because they were, like, possessed or something. I don't know. So, 1976, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are in the film, I know that for sure, um, they're demonologists. Uh, They showed up to do some infrared time-lapse photos um, that showed a demonic boy with glowing eyes standing at the foot of a staircase. They also did a seance where they encountered Butch's spirit Again, bit weird because he's still alive. Yeah, that is weird. Don't really understand that. So yeah, I don't really know what's what's going on with that. Um, Kathy Lutz in two thousand claimed that a tragedy befell every family that lived in the DeFeo home. But there was so much controversy on everything that had been said, everything that had been written in the book, everything that had been shown in the film, and the following 15 films that were about this. Oh. Um, because Hollywood ruins everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, basically, it's unsure as to whether any of this actually happened or whether it was all a hoax. Yeah. Well, some of it sounds a bit far-fetched. Some of it doesn't make very much sense. Yeah. And here is some controversial information. Okay. So, Jim Cromarty, who was the guy who bought the house after the Lutzes, uh, he grew up in Amityville and knew every family that had lived there. Only one family had had a tragedy there. So, he's saying that Kathy's speaking absolute shite when she's saying that a tragedy befell every family because the only family that had anything bad was obviously the DeFeos because they all died there. Um, so... The claims of the physical damage to the locks, doors, and windows were rejected by Jim and Barbara Cromarty. Again, they were the ones that bought the house after. Uh, They said that all of the above appeared to be unreplaced originals. So, you're chatting shit. 315 was an arbitrary number. There was no proof that this is when the murders occurred. Because if you go back to when I was talking about the murders, it says that Around 1am on November 13th, they had put this plan into action. So I don't think it took two hours to kill the family. Yeah, I guess if you get a gun and then you kill them, that's not... The guns were in the house. Yeah, it's not going to take too long. It's not going to take two hours. There were only six people killed. Like I know it's a lot in terms of people that are dead, but it doesn't take... In terms of time, especially if you don't want anyone to like run away. Exactly. As sick as it sounds. You... I mean, it, the whole murder had to have... Like, all of the murders had to have occurred within sort of 20 minutes, really. Yeah. So, 315's an arbitrary number. That was just a random number, okay. The claim about the Shinnecook Indian ground was rejected by local Native American leaders. There was no snow for the hoofprints to be found on January the 1st, according to weather records. The Red Room was just a storage space for toys. So, I think Jim who then took the house over, had visited the house as a child, so before the Lutters moved in. Um, and he was like, yeah, that was just where all the toys were kept. It wouldn't have been hidden. It wasn't a hidden room. Yeah. It wasn't creepy. Kathy's uh, dreams of how they all died were not correct. She said that Mrs. DeFeo died from a shot to the head, but there were two shots to the upper body with none to the head or neck. The front door was literally a tiny screen door 
and could be easily damaged by the weather. It was not a 250-pound door. Okay. The priest's only contact with the Lutzes was via a phone call. So there's no proof that he went? Nope. So this is all a hoax, basically. Seems a bit weird that they never took samples of the green slime. True. I guess if... Also, wouldn't slime do damage? Well, if it's ghostly slime, oh, I yeah, guess it could just slime. fuck off, but... You'd take it. You'd, you'd you'd put some... Like, at least clean in it with, like, a paper towel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Would you really chuck them all in the bin? No. And also, in the films, um, it shows, like, the police turning up, and they never once phone the police, which I feel like you definitely would, because... I 100% would think that it was the local neighbourhood kids pulling a prank or something at first. Yeah. After you just moved in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, So Weber, that's his second name, I don't remember his first name. He was Butcher's defence attorney. um, And he said, I know this book is a hoax. We created this horror story over many bottles of wine in 1979. Uh, it's suspected that the Lutzes did it because they couldn't really afford the house, even at the knockdown value, so maybe that's why they fled. Right. I guess also to make the story look more believable. Why yeah. would you stay there for longer than a month? Exactly, yeah. That's what I've said, because um, I've got some, some questions at the end. But I've said, like, if you're trying to sell this story to make some money because you don't have enough, then you're going to leave after... 28 days because everyone was like it has to be real because they left after 28 days that they just bought a new house and also like they'd left loads of their belongings there they'd only taken what they needed you know so I feel like you're trying to if you're really trying to make this story believable to the point where you're making like a lot of money Mm -hmm. you probably planned it so however the Lutzes passed a lie detector test about Mm. their Event, the events that had happened. Uh, there was an interview done with Danny Lutz, who was 10 at the time of living at the house. Um, he insists that there were spirits and that it was his stepfather, George, whose occult dabblings opened the gateway to dark forces he couldn't control. So everyone expected Daniel to rubbish George's story of possession and stuff because he sucked. He used to beat the kids with a wooden spoon and like Daniel hates him. Uh, it was his stepfather, so, but he says it's all true, even being levitated. Um, he was, him and his sibling were levitated on the same night that their mother was, said that she had levitated. Um, he saw demonic figures. He said George's bookshelves were lined with titles on Satanism and magic. He said that the flies were true. The dog nearly killed itself trying to jump out of its outdoor pen as the garage took on a life of its own. He confirms Jody, the pig, was legit, and the rocking chair, um, and everything. So, yeah, people didn't expect him to come out with that because he hated his father, and they expected that he'd trash him. So, I personally think that the Lutzes took inspiration from The Exorcist because it was so fresh in the public's mind. Yeah, I was thinking The Exorcist. I've done a, a case study. I have a degree in film. I still took a, I did a case study on The Exorcist um, and the stuff that I had written sounds very similar to my opinions on this. It's yeah. very shock horror, you know? Yeah. Um, Fabricate most of it. Weird stuff happens all the time but can be described in other ways. Like the garage door might have fucked up which spooked the dog but it could have just been an electrical thing rather than a ghostly thing, so... Um, they probably knew that they stood to make some money from it if they did it right, which is what I was saying to you. So they left the house so that it looked more spooky. Why have they left, you know? Um, so that they can make money from the, the book and the film and everything. Because um, they didn't stay long enough to even make the first mortgage repayment. Damn. Yeah. Because they were there for less than a month. Yeah. Um, so from there, I think... The power of suggestion for all of the Lutzes or what caused them to genuinely think it was real. So if George was heavily into magic and Satanism, it's easy to explain everything through that as like Occam's razor. So like the easiest explanation is probably the best. Yeah. Um, also, as a side note, as someone that studied psychology at a bachelor's level, polygraph tests are notoriously shit. I was going to say, yeah, lie detector tests really aren't very... Reliable. They are not good even a bit. Yeah, I know for a fact that I would fail a lot of test just because I'm a nervous person. 
I am just very nervous. You know, I feel like I would, I could say my my name is Abby, and it would beep. <laughs> yeah, well, you you all you can say is yes or no in a lie detector test. Yeah, you can't say anything more because anything other than that will skew the results. So I'm like, I can say yes or no and be believable. You know. Yeah. I, you just have to be calm. It's like heart rate and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It's you can't measure that. A pile of bullshit is what it is. So what do you think? Uh, mm, I don't know. I think there could be a couple of things. I think it could either be true completely, which I don't think it is completely true. Uh, it could be partly true. I think maybe he, his son said that he dabbled in the occult and that's what brought it on. Yeah, Daniel said that George dabbled in the occult. Which could have been true. So I think that maybe he's done that and it's made it worse. Mm-hmm. But then, because he had some spirits, maybe he had some spirits that were like, you know, doing some small things. And like, he knew they were there. Like, the kids saw demonic figures and they saw like, you know, random figures and shapes and stuff. So they were like, oh, it's haunted, you know. And then anything that happened, the dad was just like, oh, well, this is obviously the ghosts. You know, like, kind of what you said, where you just, everything is rational. Yeah. But like, maybe... The power of suggestion type. But he blamed everything on ghosts, you know? Oh, toasts burn, it's the ghost. Yeah, ghost toast. (laughs) So maybe he was just like, oh, you know, there are obviously ghosts here. The garage, that's got to be a ghost. The door, that's got to be a ghost because there are already ghosts, so it's got to be that. Yeah, fair enough. I think... It's interesting that that guy, the attorney, said that they thought about the story, though, and that it is very similar to The Exorcist. Yeah. And I don't think that a lot of things were true. I don't think that the humongous pig was true. Yeah. Um, or the slime. I've never heard of slime in any other ghost story that wasn't a, the Exorcist. A, a horror film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think the house was haunted because no one so like Jim visited the house as a kid, he never said anything weird happened. Um, I think what probably happened is that the Lutzes heard that Butch had said, oh, there were people talking to me, you know what I mean? Because he, he had to plead insane. Um, and then they were like, oh, a haunted house. Maybe what happened is maybe they were like, oh, it's a haunted house. And because the dad was like a spooky guy, he was like, I want to live in a house that's haunted. That's what I'm we saying. Can write books on it. Yeah. But then nothing really happened. So he that's just. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He just made it up. Yeah. So he was like oh, I expected spooky things to happen, but it never happened. And then maybe he did some of the stuff. Maybe he set it up so oh. the family would believe it. Maybe. That's or that's very interesting, yeah. Maybe they were just troubled people. And they wanted some cash or to exploit the house. Or, no, maybe maybe they just thought it was happening. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like All of them, though? I feel like, from what you said, I feel like the most likely thing is All of either... who? There were two kids. Kids are kids. Kids don't really know what's what the difference between reality and fiction is. True, yeah. Like, and you've got to be on some level troubled to move into a house that's just had six people dying. On some yeah. level. I think that maybe, maybe he moved in expecting, like, you know, I'll move in, I'll only stay there for, like, a bit, you know, I'll write some stories about everything that's going on because it's obviously haunted, and then I'll make some money, and then that'll well, be my job. Well, he didn't write the stories. Who wrote the stories? Um, Anson. But he said things. That's still media coverage, which is still going to get like. Yeah, they went on a tour. Yeah, so there you go. Jay Anson was who like, wrote it's going to be. I'm going to be successful if I, you know, go to a house that's haunted and then like I'll become like the people you talked about earlier, like Ed Warren or whatever. Ed and Lorraine Warren. We should do a podcast on them because they're interesting people. But yeah, you know, like. Something like that, and then it didn't happen, so then he made it up, and he made things up to, like, the kids. He was like, oh, I'm seeing things, and, like, you know, pouring slime on the walls or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or, yeah, maybe he did just bring it. Maybe it's true, but I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not. I'm not a sceptical person, but I feel like... Well, people have been pig. like, realistically, that house is not big enough to house that amount of spirits, and also that much shit hasn't gone wrong there. Like, because... Yeah, why was there a marching band? Like- yeah, like the sounds of a marching band, the pig, the porcelain lion, the it's all very doors odd. slamming everywhere, windows crashing down, that kind of thing. That it was too haunted. Yeah, it's quite unbelievable. 
Yeah. I mean, if half of it was there, like, if, if, if they'd have only said half of it, I might have been like, oh, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, they obviously did a good job if they did make it up, because we're still talking about it. True, and it's had so much money pumped into it. Yeah, for sure. So, so it's obvious that, you know, whether they did make it up or not, and whether he did, you know, bring the spirits and make some of it up, whether he made the whole thing up, what his kids thought, you know, it, they obviously did a good job of making it a success. Definitely. It got, it got popular. Definitely. And um, from what I think it was Weber again, who said, I know that Kathy's lying. So Kathy and George are both dead now. They died in early 2000s. Um, but he was like, I know that Kathy's been lying about the nightmares she's having about how they all died because that's something she suggested that she could say. Right. Um, when we were like talking about the book um, and everything. So, I mean, uh, the... Lutzes and, and Weber got into a huge legal debate about everything. Um but that wasn't really relevant for this, so I didn't I didn't write about it. But it's interesting and it, it's on the um the Amityvillemurders.com site that I was telling you about. Yeah. I guess if you want something to be memorable enough to like or interesting enough to go on at all, memorable enough to like last, you know, years, you gotta really take it over the top. Go you gotta on, say go all on. these crazy things. Because there have been so many like, you know, haunted houses with murders and stuff, probably, that we don't even know about because they weren't that popular. Yeah, or because it was just, like, a door slammed, you know? Yeah, like, oh, there's a ghost, but it's not, like, crazy marching band ghosts. Yeah, because I think quite a lot of places have got ghosts, but no one really... It's not an issue. Cares, yeah. Ghosts are everywhere, man. (laughs) Dinosaur ghosts, right where you're standing. The nice ones or the horrible ones? Because I wouldn't mind if a brontosaurus came I was going to say big brontosaurus. Diplodocus. Nice boy. Long. Ultimate length. But, uh, yeah, that was Thank you for teaching me. That was very interesting. It's alright. Thank you for teaching me about the Pendle Witches. I was going to say the Salem Witches. I haven't been listening this entire time. (laughs) She's just making it up. Well, cool. I don't have a clue. Yeah. It's been fun. It has been fun. This has been episode two. I hope you've enjoyed. Follow us on social media at MythsMagicPod. You can email us at MythsMagicAndMurder at gmail.com and you can search us on Patreon at MythsMagicMurder if you're interested. Yeah, let us know if you guys have had any spooky, ghostly hauntings, possessions, anything. Let us know what you think about Amityville as well, what your theory is. Yeah. Because I'm very interested. I want to know what everyone's into. You know, what do you think? Because there are so many options, so many things that you could be. And there are more things that you can probably think of, to be honest. Yeah. So it's a very interesting, interesting thing. Yeah, sure, sure. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Sleep well. Well, you shouldn't be listening to this before bed. (laughs) Listen to it before bed.